Greetings, friend, and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, where we are working every day to remove the self-limiting beliefs that are preventing us from becoming the heroes of our own stories. I am Marcus Spard, and it's time for another hero study. And while I was researching this, uh, this might be a little bit divisive. We'll see. I want to talk about Frodo Baggins. And in my research, uh, all you need to do is go to the Lord of the Rings forums to find debates where people are talking about whether or not Frodo is actually the hero of the story or not. There are more characters that exemplify heroic qualities, and we will talk about them. Yet what I want to discuss today are the hero qualities of Frodo. One of the things that stands out to me about Frodo is he is a hobbit, and hobbits are not known for leaving the Shire. In fact, there are many hobbits that don't even leave their own towns to visit other hobbit towns or boroughs. Boroughs? Yeah, we'll just call them boroughs. And... He had the influence of his uncle Bilbo. I'm not too familiar with the history of this. I know that there's probably been some hobbits that have left the Shire. They are definitely in the minority. Yet Bilbo was one of the few who did and went on a grand adventure to the Misty Mountains and everything that he did in The Hobbit. So there was that influence, yet Frodo was gifted Bag's End, which is a very nice home in the Shire. He had a very comfortable living. He had everything that he needed. And he was tasked by Gandalf to take the One Ring to Rivendell in order for the elves to figure out what needed to be done with it. I don't remember if the plan was to have the council in the beginning. It's been a while since I've read the book. They don't mention it in the movie, but it the whole purpose to start this journey, to start this adventure, was to just get the ring to Rivendell. Now, as we take a look at the hero's journey, one of the dynamics of this journey is a refusal of the call. While Frodo does kind of waffle back and forth, he does agree to take the ring to Rivendell, and yet he delays in leaving, even though he knows that this is something that is urgent this could kind of be rolled into a refusal of the call. When he does finally leave, he has to make up some time. So he goes through the old woods. And through this process, he puts his life along with the lives of Samwise, Merry, and Pippin in danger more than once. That's also not a very heroic quality. 
Yet, what we do witness is he learns from those mistakes. He learns that there is so much more at stake because his decisions are going to have a lasting impact or an eternal impact on those who are around him. He understands and comes to terms with the gravity of his situation. Something else that he does is he even stands up to one of the Nazgul, one of the ringwraiths. He is a little folk as described in this world. And the ringwraith, from what most people understood, was immortal. And he still stood up and fought against one of these. From what I recall, it didn't go well. When I think about how it's portrayed in the movie, the ringwraiths are scared away by Aragorn. But one of them that is set on fire and jumps off of Weathertop an incredible distance shows up the next day as if nothing happened. So he stands up to this effectively immortal and powerful being trying to keep the One Ring out of their hands. It doesn't exactly go well for him, yet he was willing to put his life at risk for something that was much greater than himself. The Ring is eventually brought to Rivendell. There is the whole council that is taking place to try and figure out what to do with the Ring, and there was something about I guess there's just something about the hobbits in general that they are not influenced as much by the ring of power. And when I think about it, if we think about the people who throughout this story have problems with the ring, namely the humans, the humans are very ambitious. They're constantly wanting power. They constantly are striving and achieving and they're, they're just pushing and pushing to get something better than what they have now. If you take a look at the lives of hobbits in comparison, they don't really want much. So maybe that was something that made Frodo and some of the other hobbits that much less influenced by the Ring of Power. Now, Frodo wasn't immune to it by any means. Yet, during this council, Frodo stands up and says, I will take the Ring to Mordor. I will throw it into the lava of Mount Doom where it was created and destroy it. I will take it to the only place that the ring can be destroyed. He is unaware of the dangers that are ahead of him. He doesn't know how harrowing 
this journey is going to be. And yet he still commits to this task and he's going to follow it to the end. Towards the end of the first book, he starts to see how the ring is influencing those around him and how it is a danger to those around him. By this point, Boromir is striving to get the ring. The influence of it has tainted him. And he makes the difficult decision to leave everyone else, to keep them out of harm's way. Of course, his friend Sam, Samwise Gamgee, still follows him. And we'll talk about Sam in another episode. Sam is, is a true hero here. Yet, Frodo understands what is at stake. He sees how damaging this ring can be and he still commits to the task that was placed before him and he accepted and is even willing to go it alone in order to make sure that no one else has to suffer from the ring's influence like Boromir did. The trip to Mordor is arduous and one of the things that helps them is Smeagol, also known as Golem. And the first time that Frodo encounters this tormented soul, he has such a hatred and disdain for him because of the stories that Bilbo had shared about how, how Golem was antagonistic toward Bilbo. And just seeing how the corruption of the ring had influenced this creature so much that it was driving all of his behaviors, all of his decisions. And yet, having been under the influence of the ring, one of the things that he begins to realize is that what he is experiencing, there is no going back. The influence of the ring, this journey, the losses and the hardships that he's facing, there is no going back from that. And he sees this creature who was so influenced by this ring and starts to see the good in him. And some of that was holding on to his own desire to, or not desire, his own hope that if there was redemption for Gollum, if there is redemption for Smeagol, then there could be a redemption for him. So he befriends an enemy. And Golem helps lead him into Mordor. 
and things do not go well while he's there. He is attacked by Shelob and is taken captive by the orcs. And yet, through all of this hardship, with the help of Sam, who is still beside him through this journey, he is able to take the ring to Mount Doom. And right at the moment where he could take the ring and throw it into the lava, he falters. This is where a lot of the debates take place on whether or not Frodo is actually a hero. Because he's not the one who throws the ring in. By this point, he doesn't want to. He is influenced by the ring. The ring itself is trying to survive. So he gives into it. He gives into the desire to keep the ring instead of throwing it and destroying it. It is with the intervention by the greed of Gollum that the ring is eventually destroyed. And yet, is it Frodo's lack of accomplishing the goal that he set out for that prevents him from being a hero? The ring likely never would have made it there if it hadn't been for him if it hadn't been for his tenacity, if it hadn't been for his perseverance, if it hadn't been for him understanding and sticking to this knowledge that things are going to have, or their future is going to be terrible if he doesn't follow through. Does he specifically succeed in the end? No. He doesn't. Yet, he helped get the ring where it needed to be in order to be destroyed, to take out this overwhelmingly evil threat. Much like the other members of the Fellowship helped get him to where he needed to be. He helped get the ring where it needed to be. When we think about heroes, we tend to focus on people who show incredible wisdom or some overarching virtue or someone who is powerful. And Frodo does not exemplify any of these qualities. He's not the most wise individual. In fact, you see it early on how his lack of wisdom caused a lot of trials and heartache early on. He's not the strongest 
again, he's a little folk. They're not known for being terribly brawny compared to any of the other races that just physically have stronger or even more stout builds than a hobbit does. He doesn't even have anything terribly virtuous about him other than his perseverance. I mean, perseverance is a virtue. He doesn't have the same level of bravery to face off against these hordes of enemies like Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli and Boromir and even Gandalf. And yet, he had perseverance. He, he had it where it counted. He continued to take one step after another in order to achieve the goal that he set out for. Now that is a heroic quality. I would absolutely follow someone who just keeps taking the next step. Maybe we don't know where it's going to lead, but what is the next step? Where do we need to go next? He didn't give up until the very end. And that wasn't even his own fault. That was the conscience inside of the ring of power putting such a strong influence on him. That's not something that I'm going to hold against him. I'm not going to hold against Frodo the strong desire of self-preservation that was pushed on him to keep the ring from being destroyed. Again, he still took the ring where it needed to go. That was what was important. That's ultimately what helped them all get the objective that they were looking for. To me, Frodo is a hero. He's not the only hero in this story, yet he also has his own heroic qualities by moving away from what was comfortable and what was known in order to do something that was terribly difficult. And for some people, maybe that's the example that they need. Maybe the example of the hero that they need is the one who just gets out of bed and does difficult work ahead of them, who moves away from what is comfortable, what is known, what is familiar, in order to take on what is uncomfortable, what is unknown, what is new and novel and scary. You don't need to face off against a 
Goliath of a spider like Shelob. You can run from something like that. And you can still continue and get your part done in whatever needs to be accomplished. I think one of the things that we tend to focus on too much with heroes is we tend to encapsulate heroes as the lone wolf, the person who defies all odds in order to accomplish whatever goal or objective they have set. And yet, for many of us, that's not what our story is going to be like. Our story is going to have a reliance on others who are going to push us where we need to go and also having the determination to take the next step in order to get closer and closer to what our objective is. To me, that is what Frodo embodies as a hero. He left that comfort behind. He left the easy life behind. He looked out for his friends to the point of separating himself because of the dangers of what he carried. Now, separating yourself from those who are supporting you, not always going to be the best decision. In fact, I would say more often than not, it's not a good decision to make. This is a fantasy story. So there are higher stakes, and there's also going to be more examples of this self-sacrificial behavior. Yet he was willing to do what was necessary and what he felt was best in order to keep his friends safe. And if that meant going alone, Thankfully, he didn't go alone because he still had his closest companion by his side. But if it meant going alone, he was going to do that. And he still got to the objective. He took the ring where it needed to go to be destroyed. And even if he wasn't the one who threw the ring into Mount Doom, he still got it there, so it could be done. I kind of think about it like lighting the Olympic flames. You don't have one person who is running the entire journey. That's a lot like what Frodo did. He helped get the torch to the end, even if someone else had to light it. He still did incredible things in order to create a brighter future 
for the world at large, even if it was a world that he himself wasn't going to see. One of the other things about Frodo's hero journey is he's not able to come back home. He does return to the Shire. And yet, because of the traumas that he experienced, it's as if he could no longer go back to that world that he knew. This is what helped push him towards departing Middle-earth with the elves. I hope that you enjoyed this look, this study of a hero through Frodo Baggins. And looking forward to the next one. I honestly don't know who we're going to be studying, but I tend to find any of these people inspiring as I think about what it's like to be a hero. What are the qualities, what are the virtues that make us heroes? So until next time, live strong for today. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you're interested in working with me, there is a link to my website in the show notes and also a link just to schedule a free 50-minute one-on-one call with me. Let's get the conversation started. Also, please rate and review this podcast so more people are able to find it. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon.